0: hit the deck first to the floor Wayne Spoony here with First to the Floor. Uh, I am riddled with COVID here, so I apologize. <laughs> sure. I will try to keep the sniffling to a minimum, but I've got my J- guy, Jake Eisenberg, here with me. What's up, Jake? You know, you've
1: got your Jake here with you. <laughs> I, <laughs> my, it's the brain fog, no, man, not, the COVID you, brain no, fog. You had it. You had it right. Um, no, we're good. Uh, apologies for the... Uh, three minutes delay for everybody watching live to get my toilet to stop running. Um, We're on water tanks where I live and we ran out of water. We got a delivery of water. So I have water again, which is great. But now I'm like hyper vigilant. I'm like, this thing's got to stop immediately. I'm not paying for water. It's ridiculous. Anyway, we're here one more day Spoonie and uh, the boys are back.
0: We're back finally. And we're going to jump into it here. A couple of good things that Jake c- completely came up with that I'm riding the back of. But um, real quick, before we dive in, like and subscribe, please, please. We just hit 3,000 subs, which is really awesome. Yeah, dude. Thank you, everybody. Um, so, yes. Thank you so much. We appreciate the support. We appreciate the comments. We appreciate the likes. Please keep them coming. Now on to 5K. Um uh, Playbacks are back for the month of March. Uh yep. so Celtics blog playback.tv backslash Celtics blog. Jake and a rotating cast of who's who of Celtics blog writers <laughs> and uh first of the floor guys will be in there. So definitely check those out for every single Celtics game, playback.tv backslash Celtics blog. Uh, And then I have a big piece coming out on Jalen Brown's defense and whether he deserves to be all NBA defense, I think dropping tomorrow. So definitely check that out. So, okay. The meat of this episode, we are going to rank our Eastern Conference fear rankings for the playoffs. Nobody cares. The regular season's over as far as I'm concerned, right? Seriously. Uh, Yeah. This is just the runway. But first, I think what makes the most sense is let's talk about what it is. The formula is to beat the Celtics and then we can jump into the fear rankings and say, hey, what teams do this best or why are we scared of this team? So real quick, Jake, before I toss you a couple quick stats in losses, the Celtics defensive rebound percent 70.7 in wins 73.4. So pretty big split there. Um, And the Celtics are 23 and four when the opponent shoots 35 percent or worse from three. So two big things for me. Rebounding, and the other team's got to make shots.
1: Okay, okay, I love that. All right, I didn't do it a statistical analysis of how the to beat the Celtics, but my mantra is always: Can you short circuit the Celtics' offense? And that's obviously the Celtics of the past. The last couple of years has that's been their downfall. Has been especially. Late crunch time against Miami, game five, game four against Golden State. That's been where the Celtics fall. It's like if you can't stop them, this is why the Bucks have always struggled with this Celtics matchup because they have not. They just don't have answers for the Jays on the wing. So for me, it's like, can you bring out the bad habits of the Celtics? Um, get them back into attacking bad matchups get them into turning the ball over a lot. That's how Miami has been able to beat them in in years past. So those that's the lens for me, the way I'm looking at it. As uh, I look at which teams I'd prefer not to play, or which teams I would prefer to play as we go forward here.
0: Yeah. And I, I think like part of that too is like getting an offensive rebound, getting additional possessions, turning them over short circuits the offense too, because it just keeps the ball out of the offense's hand. Right. And, Um, I was surprised, actually, the turnover percentage is basically unchanged in wins and losses, but it's actually still pretty high. It's like over 12 and a half percent. So they're going to they're going to give you the ball, right? They're going to give you extra possessions and you got to just get shots up on the other end when you're playing offense against this incredible elite Celtics defense and attack the glass and make your shots. But Frankly, there's just not a lot like it's really hard to figure out ways how to beat this team, dude, because it seems like especially with KP now, they just have answers for everything. And you're right, like short circuit the offense. But that's really hard to do with Porzingis.
1: Oh, so wait, on the on the turnover percentage, right? So 12.4 in losses, 12.6 in wins. Like that's that's good, though, right? Like that's not that's it's not month. Like I think that's that's fifth in the NBA. What, oh, it's like, fifth. I'm,
0: OK. Yeah. All right. I yeah, thought yeah. it was like 10th.
1: Okay, I'm pretty sure, yeah, that's fifth for what right, I'm looking sweet. at right now. Because like, I'm pretty sure I looked at that recently and I was like, okay, the turnover numbers are actually pretty good. So, but yeah, that's what I think. Um, yeah, the offensive rebounding, I, I can see PJ Tucker right now, just like grabbing yeah. offensive rebounds in their Miami series and flying in. And obviously that's been an issue lately. Uh, I, I don't think, I'm not super concerned about it long-term just because of the way that they, they're they getting rebound. And The teams that they play, I don't see it being a massive issue outside of potentially New York as an offensive rebounding team. But when they're locked in, they've been a really good defensive rebounding team Uh, still. They're at sixth on the season, and they're like mid-teens over the last kind of 10 games when it started to slip, which I think will come back.
0: Yeah, there was like a three-week right. stretch there where they were like yeah. 25th in defensive yeah. rebounding, yeah. which is just effort. It's that crazy January schedule. Like, that's not a long-term issue. Uh, everybody rebounds. Tatum's an incredible defensive rebounder for his position. Both the guards are really solid, and JV's a solid defensive rebounder. So I'm not super worried about that. I am always and will always be worried about, like, the... Oh, it's a tie game. You yeah. force a bad shot with 45 seconds left, and then they get the offensive route. But that happens to everybody, that's, dude. That's not everyone. like a fault, yeah. Dude,
1: I mean, like, look at the uh, the Timberwolves overtime win. Tater misses the second free throw. Derek White comes in, gets a rebound, and we win. Like, where and Jalen's been really good in like some clutch offensive rebounding moments as well. And I actually haven't had like offensive rebound percentage this year to last year. I don't know. That's. Change that much. I know they're 18th this year. I don't know. It feels like like Tatum's been doing a little bit more, where like he'll go in for like a floater or something, and he'll really fight to get the the second miss. Lately, I, I would like to see that be something that they kind of maybe try a little bit in the playoffs as well. But all right, who wants the first pick here? We're gonna do this draft style of who we're most scared of or who we're. I guess I'll ask you this. Are you scared of anyone?
0: I, I feel like I'm going to think back when we get eliminated from the playoffs and like the Eastern Conference Finals and be like, I was such a dumbass for saying this, but not in the East. Not really, dude. In the I East. Feel this like is Eastern Conference. Up, yeah, yeah, I feel like we match up with everybody really well. And a lot of these teams have some like... Some of the teams we'll talk about have some weird injury stuff going on, or they're like young and haven't done it before, or they just have like really glaring weaknesses that you can exploit. And that's probably the best thing you can say about the Celtics is just like Tatum and it flows from him being so versatile, having no weaknesses that you just build a team around him that also has no weaknesses. So there's not anyone that I'm like, oh no, we got those dudes in the second round. We're screwed. How about you? there's only
1: one and that's more of an existential okay you take first pick it's still Miami to me man Mm. it's still Miami to me and we're gonna touch on everybody and why maybe they should be higher than Miami and I went back and forth on this but like how do you get Miami how do you get the Celtics I mean to do their dumb stuff and I just don't see the personnel on in like any of these other teams I mean the Knicks we're going to get to defensively that I think can give the Celtics trouble as well with some guys. And you're doing this piece on Jalen Brown's defense. And I don't think like the, the offenses of these other East teams, I don't think like Jalen Brown could be really elite defensively against off- simple simple offenses. Jay- like Jalen Brunson's going to be pick and roll. It's going to be a lot of Giannis coming downhill. Um, like while we saw uh, Jalen play awesome defense last year against the Sixers, it's like we know what they're doing. They're not good. like Miami what do they do it's it's all the handoff stuff it's it's cuts it's guys flying around screens it's really it's really really like efficient it's it's complicated and that's where Jalen Brown can like get lost off ball and like of the guys on the celtics he's really the only one where I have that um have that concern. Aussie feel, yeah, nah, Jake, that Miami is off Miami's off our back, monkeys off our back. I don't it's not until we do it in the playoffs. Like we beat them in the regular season last year as well. Um and like looking at like looking at their stats, right? It's just not, it's just, it's useless. Um on yeah, the season, net net rating 18th. Last 15 games, net rating 20th. It's like the same shit. Defense is top 10 though. 8th in the last 15, 8th on the season, and their offense is in the 20s again. It's like they have this ability to get hot. They just they have the types of shoot, like the offense, whether it's Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler can kind of do his thing. I'm like, again, I'm with you. Like, I, I really would be – I'd be confident going into a Heat series, but I just know the Spo Devil Magic, he's the only coach in the NBA really that I'm like, he can – Cook some stuff up. But with a healthy Porzingis, it's very clear that their weaknesses are going to be massively mitigated by having him. And, like, the the Bam situation, like, how destructive he can be, um, he's just really neutralized with Porzingis, whether it's Bam on Porzingis and the spacing concern or um, the switching offense and now if you're going to switch Bam onto Tatum or Jalen. They're, like just not going at him. They're There's going to throw it to the Latvian guy. It's like even on BAM, he's able to like to do it. So obviously health is a massive, massive piece of all of this, but Miami for me still is the number one team.
0: Okay. So I, I don't necessarily disagree with Miami being number one. It's probably who would I, I would have taken. If we see Miami, I want them in the first round for a couple of reasons. One, We won't have any playoff mileage on us at all. Um, and I think that's part of why Miami's been so difficult to play these last couple of years. Is It's just always in the Eastern Conference finals. We're running tight benches like that bubble year. We were going like mm-hmm. six and a half deep. Um, <laughs> they were worn. They were worn down last year. To, I mean, Tatum rolls his ankle and they just did yeah, some sure. dumb stuff. But it's just like Miami beats you up. They play really physical. And after a six game series in a seven game series, like that's really difficult to play. And I just want them to like get that monkey off their back. Immediately. Um, not including the calves. Come on, man. We'll get to the calves, but uh yeah. so I, I but I think Porzingis just changes the calculus on both sides of the ball so much that I think I just think we match up so much better against them this year, and they they've lost a lot of talent, man. Like Lowry for his faults mm-hmm. is really annoying. He gets into passing lanes, he gets into your handle, he takes charges, and he has makes big threes. He's gone. Vincent's gone. Max Struess is gone. And I know, like, they just plucked these guys out of like high schools somewhere, like <laughs> G League teams. And they're like, oh, this guy's like a really solid role player. But that's a lot of very good NBA talent that's no longer on the team. I mean, Lauer is a shell of himself. So, whatever. But compared to their team last year, um, and like their two best players need to score in the paint. And we've never like when Rob Williams is on like one leg, he's still like a good rim protector. But the one year we beat them was when we had a healthy Rob Williams. He could shut down the paint in a stabilized like half the, the series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For half the series. Right. Um, and even when you look at the on offs against the warriors, when we had a, like a halfway healthy yep. Rob Williams, he's like a massive positive. So with KP's rim protection, I think that really limits a lot of what Bam and Jimmy can do, getting downhill, getting into the paint. And then we can just switch everything out on the perimeter. Um, they're going to be tough. They're going to be difficult, but I think we could wrap that up in like five or six. And I just think let's just get it over with in the first round and go from there. So I, again, I
1: don't necessarily disagree, but I think of the teams that like have the karmic ability to really do like go to another level, they look like they, to me, are the team that can do it. Um, but yeah, I, if I'm, I don't hate the idea of playing them in the first round. I think this is the Eric Weiss theory as well. Yeah, right on, right on cue here in the chat. How many times have the Celtics like done the thing, specifically the last playoffs where they like clearly weren't as focused as they should have been my Philly game one being maybe like a top of that list with no Embiid and like Harden has that game winner. If they play Miami in game one, you can guarantee they're going to be fucking ready to go. And they're going to be locked in because they know what this team can do. So that's like, and if they're locked in against Miami in a, in a first round series when they're fresh and Miami's fighting every day, every, every game, like in the lead up to the playoffs, they're going to have that advantage. Um, so there's absolutely something to that as well. But yeah, um, Again, it kind of goes back to, like, I do think there's a, there's a there's a world where the Celtics cakewalk the East. And if you're not in the Discord, we were just talking about this before we hopped on here, like, the Celtics right now are a tier above everybody else in, in the Eastern Conference. On the season, first net rating, first – I didn't realize they'd moved into first offense offensive rating for the season because the paces have dipped a little bit um, because of the Halliburton injury. But, like, they're first in the NBA in offense – for the fucking whole season dude like that's that's absurd.
0: and yeah and we're not even shooting the three like that well we're yeah we're eighth from three this season so like good but not like oh well they're shooting unsustainably hot from three that's why they're the first offense so yeah like this offense is absolutely cooking man and kp just gives us so many options against the Heat defense but should i pick my team here yeah you go Okay, I'm between two. If you told me if you're a Sixers fan for some reason watching this, if you told me Embiid was going to be a hundred percent healthy, I would probably take okay. the Sixers. I guess it's between I mean, three. three. I but that's why I'm I'm not going to pick them yeah. because I think even if he comes back, like like I think I said it uh, you know a couple weeks ago, like he can't get in shape when he has an entire season to ramp up. There's no way this dude is going to be in playoff shape if he has like two weeks to play before. So. I think I'm gonna go with the Knicks, Uh, and I don't really. I'm not like super worried about beating the Knicks. I think they'll be really annoying to play against. Like this is where the offensive rebounding really comes into play. Mitchell Robinson, Hartenstein, Josh Hart is a great rebounder for a guard too. Like he's always crashing the glass. My guy Deuce McBride. I know he's gonna hit a couple like stupid big threes. Is he gone now? No, no, no. Deuce is still there. They They traded. Uh, Quentin Grimes Grimes
1: Grimes Grimes
0: that's right yeah, sorry yeah thank god whoa 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 yeah. pump the brakes come <laughs> on my dude yeah they're not trading <laughs> deuce he's a foundational piece but uh so I, and I just think like Brunson is probably good for a game where he basically just like hits a bunch of shots he has no business oh, hitting up. and I I mean we've talked about it a bunch neither of us believe in Julius Randall but they got guys to throw at the Jays they got Ananobi. um they got Josh Hart who like I don't think can stop the Jays but if it's one of those like scuffy games where the refs let them get handsy and play extra physical. Then he probably can do a decent job. Brunson's obviously great. Um, And then, you know, they got legit rim protection and we can attack that with KP. But if KP's like a little bit cold for a couple of games and they can just park Mitchell Robinson in the paint, I think they could give us some problems.
1: The Knicks were third on my list. So not far away here. I absolutely understand the concerns here. And obviously OG and Anobi, the idea of him can be quite scary. What's great about this Celtics team is they've been really purposeful about not attacking the wrong like matchup. And it's like, I understand, oh man, he could give Tatum trouble. Firstly, historically Tatum's actually done pretty well against OG. Yes. Like he hasn't been a guy that's given him a ton of trouble. I'm sure there'd be a game or two where he could give Tatum some trouble. No question. One of the best defenders in the world. But this this team won't just attack OGN and Obi Tatum Isos as that's not going to be the offensive game plan. That's not yep. going to go to that. Um, I find I just have a hard time believing that a team led by a six foot one guard as their best player is going to be the team that beats the Celtics. But again, going back to the lens of how do you beat the Celtics, the offensive rebounding, the the defense, like of the teams in the East that can really guard. The Knicks are the best outside of the Celtics, right? Like the the Cavs yeah. statistically are always good, especially in the regular season. But if you if you have Garland and and Mitchell, we're going to get to and, and the Streets, like just not enough perimeter guys to really hang with the Jays. Um, and then the rim protection. The thing I'll say about the rim protection: there are certain guys that Tatum are, is comfortable attacking as a rim protectors and some that he's not. And going, again, going back to the opening night with Mitchell Robinson, he had some really nice drives, just attacking yep. him. And he is a guy that he seems comfortable attacking. So, and again, as we're saying, we're not necessarily super scared of these guys, but I think having the Knicks high on this list, a team that can be really physical, you know, the Celtics, not the toughest team ever. Um, I think that's fair to say. And and so like a team that's going to be coached by Tibbs, they're going to like just be insanely tough. So, um, that's a yeah. great that's a great great choice of team. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and but also I think like part. So the next six best net rating this season. They're fifth in the last fifteen games. I think that was like first or second for a while. And they've been hit with injuries mm-hmm. the last like couple of weeks here. But uh, once they got OG, they were really took off. They were like fifteen and one at some point. Um, yeah, but. Uh, We have guards, so Brunson can really kill you in the mid-range against drop, which we obviously drop a ton with KP, but most teams don't have Derek White and Drew Holiday, and even kind of Pritchard's gotten pretty good at like getting over the screen, rear view contesting, or KP just comes up high enough to slow it down so he can't get a shot off, then the guard comes back and recovers, so we just have the personnel to guard Brunson better than any team in the NBA, like full stop, and frankly, it's probably not that close, Uh, so yeah, I'm not really worried. I think it's like Heat... And then a bunch of other teams that you could make a decent argu- argument for it too.
1: Yeah, look, and if Brunson, like, is he going to really beat the Celtics over a series by going nuclear in the mid range? No, probably not. So these are the stats against the Celtics this season: six for twenty-one opening night, eight for uh, ten for twenty-one, pretty like pretty solid, and then eight for seventeen. Um, like. He's gonna just have to be better than that to have a chance, yep. right? And the Julius Randall piece of it, I mean, bum, bum. I just, I just, I just don't. <laughs> he's see a it. bum. I like. I'm. I'm. I'd be more. I, I. I'm like scared because he's gonna hurt someone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna like. Yeah. ram tatum into like the the basket or something yeah. like that and knock him out but yeah other than that no, randall does not scare me i can just picture like seven step back threes that barely catch rim or something <laughs> like that as like nicks fans are going ballistic on twitter but all yes, right next one exactly is it are we doing snake draft or are we go we might as well go straight up it's not like we're playing yeah. these two yeah. are playing each other <laughs> i say i say we we can um but no oh. i think i think it's uh, i think it's my turn
1: here and I, I I was tossing up Knicks and and this team, but the Bucks I have next, and I get that yeah. they're a disaster. I get it. Um, but Giannis is a machine. Like I don't think he's getting anywhere near enough credit for how insane he is this season. Like he's covering up for so many issues. Dame has been bad. Like injury stuff. They do, they only have four players they can really start as like real like contender level rotation guys. Like Crowder's their fifth guy on some nights. It's and, whatever. Giannis has been so good. And so just like, when he's going to be clearly the best player in a series and, you know, the Celtics guard him well. So like, again, I'm not worried about the Bucks generally, but that's a guy that can go nuclear, is, very, is special, going to go down as like a top 20, top whatever guy of all time. But... I mean, this is actually, you know what? This is probably a good time to, to cue this bad boy up. One second. Sarah, I cannot believe. <laughs> the box and Dark Rivers, man. I mean, Jeez. what a what a weekend so for, for them, dude. I mean, I've got a I've got a tweet here from um a Amer- Dragonfly Jones, uh, babe, wake up. Doc Rivers said he doesn't even know why Milwaukee hired him. Then JJ Reddick said Doc- all Doc does is make excuses. Then Austin Reeves defended Doc, who's his dad, but that was a bit of a surprise because they have a strained relationship. Then Marchand Gortat quote the JJ quotes with a check mark. It's just like. What is going on with the Bucs, dude? It's like every day, every day, Doc has a new quote about how, like, he didn't really want to coach the team. He's like, I really wanted to start coaching the team after the All Star break. It's like, I thought this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And, like, Doc has clearly his own coaching concerns, but I don't care who's coaching this team, dude. There's like real roster concerns with this team. And Giannis is papering over so much of it. And the irony of Dame winning the three-point contest and the all-star MVP amidst having like his worst season in a while uh, and looking like he is potentially cooked is incredibly ironic. And then he has that viral tweet about naming his five favorite uh his, his go-to starting five and leaves Giannis off the five. Uh that it's just like it doesn't stop. And we, we made the, we made, I think I've made the the comparison. This team reminds me of the 18-19 Celtics. This reminds me of the the, the Kyrie the Celtics, the team that lost to the Bucks ironically in the second round where like it was impossible to quit this team. Like every couple of weeks, the Celtics would have this monster win. Uh, overtime W against the, the Raptors comes to mind. Like Kyrie going head to head against uh, Kawhi and they win. They end up winning 48 games. But you just couldn't quit the couldn't quit them because like they had the talent they were so deep and like all the warning signs were there the every it, the vibes were terrible it was clear that no one was was happy we had the but then we had the beautiful kumbaya plane trip across across to LA where Kyrie gave a speech and that healed us for like a week or two um, and like Nathan Marzia on the King of Bucks Twitter came back at me and said the difference between this team is. Um, Giannis gives his team a higher floor and Dame's not Kyrie or whatever. I like, well, Kyrie is actually a lot better
0: than yeah, Dame. Yeah, that version of at Kyrie that, is way better than yeah. this version of Dame, dude.
1: And that version of the Celtics was really deep, like 10 plus yeah. deep. Like this Bucks team is, is thin as hell. So all that to say, it sounds like I should have them a lot lower on my list here. <laughs> but, uh, but I still with Giannis, I have them, I have them at three.
0: Yeah, so I was – because of Embiid, and we just don't know what's doing that, – that's who I was picking between was the Bucks and the Knicks. And I, I think you just have to – and, like, look – I've been spending a lot of time on Bucks Reddit and it is very fun and like dude dude, you're right it's like the stuff they're saying about the team sounds exactly I'm sure you could like verbatim find some Reddit quotes of me being like they'll put it together man like give them till the all-star break to figure it out and it's like just stopped like it just stays the same the entire season and you're right those tantalizing like they turned up against the Celtics they looked like world beaters against the extremely tired Celtics team that didn't show (laughs) up but hey like dame went off man like well he could do that in a playoff series but
1: well they beat the they beat the nuggets like it's like they had their best win of the season they blow out the nuggets and they come back and they get blown out by the fucking grizzlies it's It's like
0: this yeah yeah Yeah. which was a very fun game to watch man like that was was, ah, that fed (laughs) me man uh so (laughs) yeah i I just like they don't who guards jalen brown and jason tatum on this like pat conaton and yeah. jay crowder chris middleton yeah pat bev i guess maybe no. like middleton has looked better than i anticipated offensively but that dude is just not a, like a wing stopper anymore like he's just not that guy defensively anymore and the jays kind of had their way with him a lot even when he was two years younger in that run to the finals i mean they were they were crossing middleton or middleton not that year um Trump. That season, but not the playoffs. Rather, yes, yes, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every time he's co- played since, yeah, yeah.
1: They've, they've been they've been cooking like even before the year that they they beat the Bucks in the in the second round where Middleton didn't play. Like all the games in the regular season, they always like there's a, there's a stat that I love. It's like the last 17 games that the Celtics have played against the Bucks, the Celtics shoot like 39, 40 percent from three, and it's like. That's a monster sample size against one team, and that's that's like yeah. a variety of things. Now, it's it's one of those things where like it's like a self fulfilling prophecy, which is why I don't want to play the Heat. It's like the Celtics have confidence against the Bucks. They know they can cook anyone out there. They're going to get open shots. Everybody knocks like um, the the game they lost in overtime where everybody sat uh, last year and. Like Derek White and Sam Howler go to overtime, and they they lose. Grant Williams (laughs) get Mike Muscala. Grant Williams gets a ball swung to him on the wing, wide open. He pump fakes and dribbles off his foot. They lose the game. Uh, But like that, like we just have confidence to get that team. Sam Howler gets the uh, the Wisconsin aura boost by by being in his hometown on the road against those guys. But you you just gonna generate open threes against those guys, and the Celtics have confidence against this team to knock them down. But again, Giannis. So they are yeah, yeah. me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. And yeah, like Giannis should definitely be like even odds with Jokic and the MVP. Like even defensively, mm-hmm. he's covering up a ton for them too. Like they, they got the, like the seventh best defensive rating in the NBA. Like there's no reason that team should be anywhere near top 10 on defense. So um, in the okay, last before, um,
1: in the last, in the last 15, just the last, clarify, 15. last 15. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry.
0: Um, I, I typed okay. it
1: wrong in the um in the in the sheet. That's on me. I set you up for failure there. <laughs> That's all right.
0: That's all right. But even to the, <laughs> the fact that there's a fifteen game sample size where they're top ten yeah, and is I- absolutely ridiculous, dude. Like they're there just shouldn't be that high. So Giannis has been everywhere. Yeah, he'd be the best player in the series, but it'd be a matter of like by how much, and I don't think it would be enough to yeah. overcome like the massive talent differential, basically everywhere else. So okay. Before I take my next team, I think we got to jump into the FanDuel read here. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Do you have I'll a best for us, Jake. Uh, okay, go ahead.
1: Bull the Bull Celtics line tomorrow is seven and a half. Celtics favored. Yeah. Like the PTSD in me, just like the like the emotional fan is like, I don't I don't want to touch it. But um feels like a pretty nice spot for the uh for the Celtics to seven and a half, like coming out of the All Star break.
0: Gonna be rested, be gonna be hungry to yeah. whip some ass. Yeah, I like that a lot. In theory. Yes, in theory. <laughs> They'll later turn, I'm sure. But um so I like that. I would hit that up. So seven and a half, not bad. We're gonna get to okay. XT
1: later, by the way. Everybody in the chat, Tillman, we're gonna hit him mm-hmm. uh, after this little breakdown. Don't you worry.
0: <laughs> we'll be we'll be there. Okay, so next, I think, man, at some point like is like the specter of Embiid playing big enough that I take them over probably a team that's playing much better right now. I don't, I just don't think it is. I I think I'm going to take, this is correct. I think this is the first off the rails pick. I think I'm going to take the Pacers and here's why. We saw what can happen with insane shooting luck and insane three-point shooting differential in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So I think if you play a series a hundred times, the Celtics would win 90 times. But the Pacers have enough shooting. They play at like a tempo that can make us uncomfortable because they play so fast. They got to stretch big that KP occasionally I mean, I don't really, Miles Turner doesn't scare me, but like stretch bigs have given KP some fits at times this season. So, um, and I just think Halliburton, those crowds in Indy are going to be absolutely electric. He feeds off the crowd, uh, and he can just make shots that you cannot defend because he's pulling up like 32 feet from the basket and you just can't get out on him. And like, he'll, he can have a game or a couple games like that. Can he have four? Probably not. Um, but I, I don't know, man. Like I think if I'm picking between the Cavs and the Pacers, I think just the randomness of the way the Pacers play basketball scares me more than like the Cavs where I know what I'm getting.
1: Wow. That's a good, that's a great argument. I had not Thank considered you. that cause they were definitely low on my list here. I'm not sure I can quite get them this high. Even with that. It's fair. <laughs> Because p- p- part, part of why the shooting variance in the Miami series f- fucked us was not only them going nuclear at 43.7%. Well, we shot below, we shot like 28% for the whole series. Yeah. And like yeah. part of that is Miami's defense, like making us uncomfortable. I don't think the Pacers can do that to us. So, that's, no. that's the difference, I think. So, I can't have them that high, but I like that. I like that angle and that has me a little more concerned and maybe I'll, I might bump them up one slot in my list here. But, yeah, I, I like that, but I just don't – they can't stop us. And so um, – Yeah. 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 But but yeah that's that's now I'm slightly more scared than I was before.
0: If it's it's the fear rankings, right? Halliburton scares sure, the sure. shit out of me. Sure. Although I guess the Cavs have somebody that scares the shit out of me too. So um and I just think like they have they have they're just really deep with a lot of like different types of players so they can go to different guys depending on like well and like Siakam's good, man. Like he's a really good defensive player. Like he, the Celtics have always kind of owned him especially What's funny Jaylen, is that he
1: is really good. But we cook him and then like Drew now like has some awesome defensive highlights with him on the paces like that's the perfect guy for Drew is like a guy that's a little taller a little bigger but like not quick it's like Poor Siakam, did. It's just the Celtics to- torture him wherever he
0: goes. He's he's the perfect guy for Jalen, too, because he doesn't I, like yeah. lie off screens and catch and shoot. Like, he just tries to get you down in a stance and beat you one-on-one. And Jalen's, like, taking his cookie. Like, it's bullying at this yeah. point with Jalen. Yeah, the he's absolutely. <laughs> yeah, mean, he, it's just, awesome. he just goes back
1: to- yeah, yeah, back to the bubble. Like, yeah, and once that, again, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. It's like Jalen believes it, Siaka believes it, and then next thing you know, um, he's back to like his career taking a two year dip because of that series again. Um, I like it, I like it. Um, I'm not sure I can go with them above, and this is where I it's like Cav Sixes for me. It's like, okay, yep. where, yeah, where. It's. I think I gotta go. I think I gotta go sixes, like yeah. on the chance that MB comes back healthy, and he like peaks at the right time for the first time in his life, where it's like he comes back with five weeks before the playoffs, and like he looks like shit for the first like two and a half three weeks, but then right into the play in. I don't know. We'd be pretty unlucky for them at that point to, because if he looks really bad in the. In the seven eight for him to actually lose, and then win the next one. But um, I think the Sixers peak Embiid. That's a scenario again, like similar to the honest thing, where that's a player that can be very dominant. But I still like the Six the Celtics even with a healthy Embiid. Like, yeah, in the chat here, Sixers don't scare me at all. Celtics just own them. They didn't do anything at the deadline that I was worried that they would do like buddy healed absolutely helps their offense in a vacuum but like what are you gonna do play maxi and buddy healed at the same time against the celtics good luck dude
0: yeah yeah and then you're like sitting melton down okay thank you i think melton's a better player than buddy healed is like just straight up so yeah i i like that's who i was thinking about going with instead of indy i just you know wanted to spice it up a little bit but um They don't scare me just because I just don't trust Embiid to be peak Embiid by the time the playoffs roll. He'd have to come back like next week i feel like for me to really be scared but there was a report he was at practice today whatever the hell that means oh, so probably yeah okay. probably in a suit watching but whatever What is yeah. you know sweatsuit watching but whatever so um yeah i like healed i kind of does nothing for me because i mean obviously it helps the offense but he really undermines their defense like batum looked actually really Massively. good defensively i guess against us and i'm now, so much like, more
1: concerned up. with him
0: yeah. Yeah. Right. So I I, I mean, I, they just have like a really weird team where it's like other than Batum, all their wings have these like insane strengths and insane weaknesses. And again, it just goes back to the Celtics not really having any weaknesses you can pick at and then they can exploit your weaknesses on both ends of the floor. So um, and I don't know, I'd like. Is a 38-year-old Nick Batum going to be the guy that gets the Sixers to, like, the Easter Conference Finals finally? <laughs> Probably not. Um, and then, like, Melton's, Melton's great, but, like, Maxi healed Tobias Harris, like, as your kind of defensive line, that ah, doesn't really do much. That's not moving the needle for me at all. And since Maxi's like, incredible start, he's just been, like, really good instead of, like, elite guard um and so like he was terrifying when this season first started but he he tends to struggle against the celtics anyway again it's kind of like brunson we just have so many different guys we can switch everything we got a ton of guys we can throw at him. so um yeah I, I think five is probably about right for the sixers yeah i think i think that's that's fair
1: and as he was talking i'm like yeah i'm not scared and again go back to our overall point here not really worried about anybody, uh, which is kind of what yeah. keeps coming up here. Uh we gotta go Cavs at this point, I think. Definitely. And definitely. Like and they they could be tough. Like, um, but we played them with no Mobley, which is interesting. And like that was like when they they played really well. Mobley came back in the middle of their hot stretch. They ironically lost to the embedless rookie council sixers. Like sixers were missing everybody. Um and they almost lost to I'm forgetting who, but um, they almost lost another one like late. So it looked like they started. Was to it cool Memphis? A bit. No, it wasn't. Yeah, Memphis I think it was something. Memphis.
0: Oh, was, okay, yeah.
1: I, I think it was, but um, yeah, but yeah. So, but like Mitchell, like he's just can go nuclear on you, and yep. then, um, and they like they have some rim protection, but like the the lack of perimeter defense for them, and then. They, they, if they're going to play Allen and Mobley, I know Mobley has like started to hit a couple of threes lately, but
0: In a like series, we're talking like,
1: yeah, we're talking about five game, 10 game sample size uh, randomly for someone that can't really shoot at all. Even the free throws aren't great. So I just like from a Celtics defense perspective, that team, I think you can really start to scheme against, which is what they ran into against the Knicks last year. And if you, yeah. so if you can't score on the Celtics, then good luck.
0: Yeah, and I think if this was like, hey, we're playing this team tomorrow in a regular season game, the Cavs might be number one for me, honestly. But I think going back, like, yeah, you can just scheme around them on both sides of the ball, too, especially with our personnel and the fact that we have two bigs that can shoot. Like, Mobley will probably be like an elite perimeter defender as he ages and gets a little smarter, but he's just not right now. Jared Allen, great rim protector. You can get him out and take advantage of him out on the perimeter. And the fact that we have pull-up shooting against their drop coverage. Like, if Tatum's pull-up is going, this is going to be a very uh, yeah, short series. Um, so, and yeah, like, Karis LeVert, like, he had those goofy games against us. I just don't think that's the type of stuff that happens in the playoffs, you know? Yeah, we, um, we've come out like-
1: the other side on on the Karis LeVert bullshit. Yeah,
0: Right, yeah, exactly. And, and Struess, <laughs> nice player doesn't have the black magic anymore you know he'll make some threes he'll have some defensive possessions where he looks okay and then he'll have some where he completely gets dusted so um you know nice team i honestly if you told me garland wouldn't play at all in the series i might be a little more afraid of them and i love darius garland but he's just such a terrible fit next to donovan mitchell man like if i'm the Cavs, i'd rather just like let's go big let's have mitchell have the ball in his hands for you know 70 possessions or whatever, 50 possessions. Um, he does everything for us and we just attack teams like that. But with like with Garland, it just undermines their defense so much. So Cavs are a great team. They got something there. I just like don't love how it all fits together.
1: It's funny, like, no one would trade Darius Garland for Derek White or True Holiday, but like the Cavs would be so much better if you replaced Darius Garland with Derek White just from a defensive perspective and being like that secondary guy. Whereas like as good as Garland is, like they just, they didn't need more on the other end of the court. Uh, all right. We got a question here. What about Orlando? Uh, they're lost, it feels like for both of us.
0: Yeah. The jig is up with Orlando, man. It's up for <laughs> them beating us. It just is. <laughs> so like
1: looking at their numbers and stuff, On the season, 15th best net rating. Last 15 games, 14th best net rating. Offense on the season, 24th, 18th, last 15. On the last 15 games, defense has slipped to 11th, fifth on the season. If you have a unit that's like in the 20s, you're not winning a playoff series against- It's over. Anyone, let alone the Celtics. And so before this, I was like, I think I would rather play the Pacers and the Magic, but you've convinced me to flip that- and like, right. there's going to be no shooting explosion from the, from the magic that's not happening. And so like, give me, give me the, give me the team. that's just not going to be able to score against the Celtics. I know that goes against my uh, core tenant of being a team that um, can defend and kind of short circuit these Celtics offense. I don't think it, it matters when their offense can be so bad.
0: And, like, they they are a regular season defense to me, too. Like, they're relying on Betatze a lot. Like, we can play him off the floor. Wendell Carter is great, but and he can switch a little bit. But, like, he can't guard Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown out in space. He probably can't even stay in front of Derek White out in space. And, uh, Paulo, he's just, like, really... I have Paulo and Franz Wagner on my fantasy team, so I <laughs> check out a lot of Orlando, like he he's not a great defensive player either. Um, And like those two, it's just like something's off with them on the offensive end, man. It's like, they both want to operate in each other's space and it's kind of your tourney, my tourney, um, and, like, they'll get into pick and roll together and stuff, and that's kind of fun. But most teams just like, okay, we'll just switch it because our four, our three and four are on you guys anyway. So, like, this changes nothing. So, uh, yeah, their offense is just, it's, like, painful to watch at times, dude. Like, it is really rugged. Um, But they'll play hard. I just, the, to, to me, the Magic have, like, maybe a higher floor than Indy, but, like, mm-hmm. a way, way, way lower ceiling.
1: Yeah, Paolo he started like the season kind of hot shooting from three, but he, like above forty percent. But then it's definitely dropped off. I'm just kinda like checking the last fifteen games from Paolo here. I oh, still uh but it's not just smaller volume. Like yep. he's got some of the worst pull-up shooting numbers in the in the league when they start popping up. Like he was kind of a fake all-star too. Like Pozzingish probably should have made the all-star game over over Benchero as well. But yeah, that's a that's a good call. I think higher floor game to game, just peculiarly because of the defense. But these these are these guys are probably at the top of my list of who I want to play in the first round. Um yeah, them, them in the paces. But yeah, uh, I, I like it.
0: Franz is shooting 32% from three that like his shot has kind of they can't disappeared too. No. And like Suggs is shooting the ball well, but like Paulo it's on tiny volume, man. They just have, like, nobody that compromises your defense from a spacing standpoint. So, like, get get them out. We Once we beat them back to back and, like, handled them yeah. in that little homestand, I was like, okay, monkey's off the back. I got Orlando does not worry me at all
1: yeah we were like okay we finally understand that we need to take you guys more seriously than we've been taking the pistons and the hornets and as soon as <laughs> yeah. they did that they blew them off the court like two games in a row so right. um yeah I'm, I'm not not too worried about them all right so i guess like to wrap wrap this part of it up is like my question to you we're talking about in the discord is do you think the celtics can cakewalk the east do you think the celtics should cakewalk the east because like I don't think they should play a seven game series. They probably will play one. But like as it stands right now, like obviously some things can change between now and the playoffs, I don't I don't see why they would go seven against anybody in the East.
0: Yeah, so is like if they go six six six, is that a cakewalk? It's probably pretty close. That's a board. That's a cake stroll, maybe. Maybe not a cakewalk, but uh, <laughs> a cake jog or something. But uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm with you on like no seven game series. Yeah, I, I it's hard to see how like other than the Celtics just imploding and short circuiting, which they absolutely can do. We know they can do that. Like you know, if you're looking at your first round series, is going to be like the magic. Then maybe like the Bucks and then the Knicks, like you should probably wrap that should be four, five, six, six at most. Yeah. I mean, like, they probably if they're if they continue to play the way they've been playing this entire regular season, they will cakewalk the East. And I like, and I think they're gonna win a championship, but you just the playoff ball is just a little bit different. I, I don't really have the questions about Joe, but I think you could. Say, like, they run into the wrong team, the wrong coach. Like, he could get out-coached a little bit. So, um, I think they probably should block the East. Like, none of these teams really can batch up against them.
1: That's the thing. Like, they probably play one seven-game series just because that's, like, the nature of the playoffs. But they really shouldn't. They really yeah. fucking should it, man. Like, yeah, six, no. six, six would be would be fine. when I mean, we would all be freaking out after the first round six game series, but <laughs> yeah, um, like, I, 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 I I against no the Magic, take like, us to six. Yeah, that'd be
0: terrifying. <laughs> yeah, which
1: we're like, oh, here we fucking go again. Which could easily happen. Like, you know, these you know, in small sample sizes. But like, I'm trying to look at it objectively and not let last year's team and the years, the team's previous color this year's team and like this year's team is so much better. Like if this team is in the 22 finals against the Warriors, they win that series in five or six. Like that, like, as you said that the Rob Williams numbers, when he was on the court, they won those minutes. If Porzingis plays in that series, they win. That's not even counting the growth of Tatum and Jalen from two years ago. So it's like, they're so much better than that team um, was two years ago and better than the team last year, like, easily, statistically, eye test, emotionally. Like, you pick the way that they're better, and they're better at it. Offense, defense, like, consistency, crunch time offense, diversity of offense, diversity of defense, even health. Like, you take, like, Brogdon and Rob versus Porzingis is really the only health risk on the team. Yeah. So, looking at it that way, I'm just like, this team is so much better. The East is worse east is worse yes. so it's like we should be we should win easily but i understand playoffs etc but like i think we should
0: yeah man i mean i frankly there's not a lot of teams i guess the clippers and the nuggets are probably the two teams out west that really scare me um but i think that clippers we i that was just a bad that was just a shitty game it happens you know the west scares me way more than anyone in the East. like all yeah. four of the teams really Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, even if OKC was in the East, they would be my number one for sure, like easily number one. So, yeah, man, I just like it. I just keep getting this feeling that this is the year, dude. And like, I feel like I've generally been like, it's more likely than not they lose. Like, let's not go crazy. Even when we were in the finals, it's like golden state's a great team. Like I'd try not to get too high, but man, this just, it feels like everything's kind of fallen into place for them. And like the fit with KP, you're right. He's just revolutionized their offense in such a sustainable way. Whereas before it was like, okay, if the shots aren't falling, maybe you get Tatum getting downhill but he can't always do that and you know in the playoffs it's harder you know they let a lot more contact go so um yeah man like if they roll to the finals and lose in the finals I, it might be over for me like i might just have to quit <laughs> all content and i just might be done like if they go like sweep 5 games 5 games and lose in the finals dude like i'm just going to it's over i'm vlogging off
1: if they do cakewalk the East, you got to feel pretty good because I think the teams in the West, again, just destroy each other. Like the, yes. the West is is so much deeper. Like the Nuggets run was pretty light, but the West is way better. And again, a lot can change. The Clippers could get not healthy, and that's, um, that's very possible. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll quickly touch on this one, then we'll hit uh, Tillman in the game tomorrow. But uh, Tatum, you mentioned Tatum. Windhorse had this weird thing about Tatum and MVP stuff and people holding against him in the finals. Um, I, I don't, do you buy any of that? Like I, like Tatum was fourth in MVP voting last year, and sixth year before that, the year they actually went to the finals. but like he's been back to- back first team all NBA. He's like in the fifth, sixth range, seventh range max on MVP polls right now. I actually don't believe that from Windy at all. Like I don't, th- I don't think that he hasn't been a, t- a top three player in the league this year,
0: so far. Yeah, I-, I don't think like the media holds that against him, but I think fans of other teams have so little to latch onto when they're trying to hate on Jason Tatum that that's like the last thing that he's done poorly that you can be like see this guy sucks he was bad in the final yeah. actually if you look at his stats like he basically just couldn't finish at the rim and that was it wasn't that like, bad yeah no he was average like 27 <sighs> and 7 yeah the turnovers were bad and the two games we won he had two turnovers in both games and then he didn't have a game yeah. below four after that so ouch that kind of sucks but um so no i don't think people like i don't think like if you're having a serious discussion with someone i don't think they're holding that against him at all and i think most people recognize he's gotten considerably better since then maybe on both sides of the ball honestly um but if you're interacting with milwaukee trolls and sixers trolls that is the first thing you're gonna hear so um like does like the dregs of the fandom hold it against him yes but who gives a shit what they think anyway so yeah i think windy he's he gotta you know it's all-star break man he's gotta yeah whip up some chaos some content i respect it <laughs> i guess <laughs> so where would you have tatum in the mvp right now like Jokic,
1: Giannis, shea i feel are pretty tight at the, I'd have, yeah. i
0: think i probably have tatum at four right now yeah I'd easily have him over Luca. Um, I just I'm getting to the point with Luca where I think he's overrated just because he puts up massive counting stats. And like, I know the offense is pretty and he's amazing. But like, dude, everybody leaves this team and gets better. And like, like Jalen Brunson's like a star now. KP looks amazing. Grant Williams is like banging threes and playing defense. And like, watch him just if you catch a Mavs game. Just focus on Luca on defense. Yeah, Just yeah. watch him play defense. It is embarrassing, dude. So give me Tatum. Kawhi is the guy that it's like I don't know where you put him. But Tatum's stats are better than Kawhi, really, and you know he's going to play and he's playing more. Tatum has the, I mean, Kawhi has the efficiency over Tatum,
1: but like Kawhi is twenty five six and three, and Tatum's like twenty yeah. eight eight and a half and five now. So, like. He's definitely – and by the end of the season, he's probably going to end up having like 10 games played more than Kawhi. So that's the one guy that might keep Tatum off first-team Olympia. Um, But otherwise, like he's a luck for a second team, but probably first-team as well. All right. Celtics are back tomorrow. Celtics Bulls, biggest news of the day, Xavier Tillman, the X-Man – X gonna give it to you off the injury <laughs> report. No, I, I tweeted like five minutes before it came out. I, I know, need I the, saw N- that. E- the NEB injury report. Xavier Tillman probable. And he's just off the injury report completely. So we're living life. The X man's back tomorrow. Um, I'm assuming he's going to play like, but what do what are your expectations? Do you think he's going to get in there?
0: Yeah. I, th- I think you give him like the Luke Cornette minutes, like, you know, assuming everybody's healthy, which I think everyone is other than Springer. Um, I think he gets like eight, 10 minutes. I think that the cool thing about Tillman is Joe has been forcing these like Cornette Al Horford minutes, which has yeah. just like been terrible. X can play with Al Horford on offense. You can have Horford spacing out to the corner and then you can run pick and roll with uh, Tillman in the short roll, And like, he's really, really good about that uh, in that I wrote about it a couple weeks ago in three leaf Clover. Like he is an awesome passing big man, you know, four position and Defensively, like him and Al can switch a little bit. Certainly, they can switch better than him and Luke Cornett can. So, oh, um, I don't see why you don't. I, I, you know, I don't think he's going to come in and play twenty five minutes a night. There will be games where he does when KP or Al's out. But yeah, I, I mean, look, you got a new toy, man. You got to play with it, right? We
1: <laughs> are. Well, yeah, well like we know we have with Luke Cornett, good player, great third big. But let's, if 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 he's legitimately off the injury report, like. The Luke Cornett minutes, as you said, like 12 minutes would be kind of a, a bigger night considering everybody's healthy. So like, let's give those minutes to, to Tillman and, and start experimenting and start to see what he can do. Yeah. I love that idea. Like the Al Tillman, that should be the switch everything lineup probably. Like if you still want to have some size and have rebounding and, and stuff like that, like that could be really, really dangerous. Um, I was just going back and looking at like Random Tillman games because I think it's better to look at the 22 23 season as opposed to this season, obviously, when it comes to the Grizzlies. And um, he had a game against the Warriors, I'll post it on uh, Twitter later, but like had 14 10 rebounds, five assists, two steals against like Trey, Steph, Clay, and they they won uh, by double digits in that game. And like just looking at the, like, the highlights from that game, like the floater stuff. The passing is definitely there. But then I went back and I looked at his numbers over the past couple of years because some of the, like, the conventional field goal percentage stuff that people have been throwing out there is like bad. I've, I've seen like the 41% field goal or whatever. Um, but you go back and look at the last two seasons and I'm like, okay, 22-23 season when the Grizzlies were good, restricted area, 71.3% on 174 attempts. Very good. Non paint, non restricted area paint, 51.4%. That's like, that's nice floater. That's really good floater numbers, really good floater numbers. That's on 105 attempts. You go back a year previous in the restricted area, 60.4%. Not as good, uh, but still like fine. Uh, 96. Attempts, but again, the more important thing to me, the non-restricted area paint, forty-seven point three on fifty-five attempts. So, two years sample size of him being like a fifty percent floater range guy, and he's going to get the ball. We've been talking about Tatum in the short roll, like Tatum pick and rolls, Derek White pick and rolls, finding Tillman in those spots, and then he can either play make out of that, or he could be a legit. Um, you know or just hit, hitting those floaters and like I think we might be underselling the offense a little bit obviously this is the best time to raise our expectations and hopes and dreams and then he Mickey goes like over five tomorrow but um, yeah. I don't know I think the I think the offense uh, could be a little under undersold at this point.
0: Yeah, he's a good screen. Like, dude, he is a wide dude, man. Like he can set a monster screen on people and he is not afraid of like, you know, Tatum does his little uh, push with the screen. Like Tillman will lay your ass out with a screen, which like we love it. That's part of why Luke has so much value to this team, because he actually sets good, strong, firm screens. So that'll be excellent. The short roll stuff. It's just going to be there always. Like that's just going to be that that part of the paint is wide open all game long against the Celtics kp eats from there but like tillman's not going to share the the floor with kp that much like we don't need him to space out to the corner um he's like for his 10 12 minutes a night he's going to be in the short roll and he's going to be making plays and like i didn't realize the non-restricted area was so consistently yeah. good like i think tatum's like low 40s in uh non-restricted Oh yeah, it's like area 37 so, yeah oh he's that bad yeah so like that yeah. like 50, <laughs> flirting with 50 is like ridiculously good so that's a legitimate weapon The one thing I hate bigs who can't shoot free throws and cannot shoot free throws, dude, it's painful. So you'll probably, you might see some like hack Tillman here just to get Joe back for being like the only guy who still does it. But um, (laughs) yeah, we might be underselling the offense a little bit. Like dude, his passing is legit and there's a lot of people to pass it to on the Celtics. So I think he's going to be a seamless fit, man. Brad done it again, dude. He's done it again for nothing. (laughs) hell yeah dude i mean we're all pumped
1: celtics back tomorrow the x-man um i know like x gon give it to you you know x-man that's kind of x-men x-man i don't know like those are the kind of the nicknames that he's picked up from the grizzlies um if you're a listener of First to the floor you know uh we love to come up with ridiculous names for dudes so i'm sure we'll uh we'll come up with something soon maybe it's just one of the x-men's name like not just x-man but like is it you know wolverine is it Storm, etc. Cyclops, uh, something, Cyclops. Yeah, something to something to percolate for everybody out there over the next uh, couple of days here. But Spoony man, um, good to see you. Good to be back talking seas. Um, yeah. Playback tomorrow. Me and Ben will be live. Uh, I haven't spoken to you about that yet. I, I know it's an early one, so that could be tricky for you. Um, but tomorrow, we'll playback. Get back in there, everybody, and then me and Ben will be doing late night tomorrow as well. Celtics are back. This is the push, fellas. We got less than 30 no. games left. Let's uh, let's do this. Alright, uh, everybody, go
0: Celtics! I love-